and welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 252, self-publishing. Recorded in, as Rob always says, recorded in the Xbox Live studios on July 28th, 2013. I don't know why we're going to put the date in, but he does it, so I'm doing it. Because he's like a professional or something. So, and with me, as always, is Mr. Professional himself, Rob. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm, I'm glad finally there's two professionals on this show. Yeah, the other professional would be known as BJ Swick 33. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's the been a while. Three Musketeers back again. Yep. Yeah, you two may be the professionals, but I am the good-looking one. So, you know, I am the face of this Xbox Live. The face made for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> So you can check out our site, thisxboxlife.com, if you care to find out what's going on with the shows. If you want to comment on an episode, you're more than welcome to comment there in the show notes. Or you can join us on our Facebook group. Just look for us, This Xbox Life, uh, in Facebook and join us there. Lots of community conversations going on. But uh, let's get started. Let's jump right into it. And uh, Braun, since you are guest of the week, um, why don't you start us off on what you've been playing? Okay. You guys sitting down? Do you have a drink? Something to snack on? <laughs> <laughs> this this is uh this definitely I was surprised when I saw this list, so Yeah. I'm not used uh, to seeing this from you. There's some well, good me, stuff in there. Wow. Yeah. I'll I'll explain. So first thing is Oh my little one here is playing with a bobblehead of Brutus the Buckeye. <laughs> first <laughs> um, thing is a stumble. Yeah. BJ Blooper returns. Yeah. No. Uh, first thing, with the Xbox, I played Battlefield 3, of course. And uh, there was a couple of Facebook. You pointed um, somebody in the Facebook group. He was looking for people who played Battlefield 3. I think it's Gamertag's Defender with yes. a 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't get an invite from him yet. I'm expecting one sometime soon, but I'll definitely be playing with him if he jumps on. So Battlefield 3 for Xbox. Um, I have re-entered the PC world. All right. So cool. Battlefield 3. Okay. How about you, Rob? (laughs) (laughs) I have re-entered the PC world myself. Do we really care? (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. I I gotta, I gotta, come on. I'm teasing. You know, well, with all the, with all the, Ron and I are renaming the show, this PC life. (laughs) No, (laughs) well, let's put it. Let's hopefully you won't hear Robotron tonight. Seeing that I am on a window on a windows machine. I no longer, I no longer have. So, it was time for me to get a new uh, computer for my house. Um, so, you know, first thought was I did I did look for another Apple to replace my current iMac. Um, the cost too much for me right now, so I built my own machine. So I had I uh, went back to the PC world. So you know I, uh, if you guys want the specs real quick. Sure. Sure. AMD uh, 8320, which is like the 8-core. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, terabyte drive. Um, I'm borrowing a graphics card from somebody at work because I had to split my graphics card card purchase. The the place just got the 700 series in, the uh, EVGA 700 series in, 
and they weren't in the system yet, so I borrowed a card until when I get back from vacation. But I'll be getting um, an EVGA 760 Super Clock. So it's the 2-gig version. Those um, are supposed to be nice. Yep. Pretty good. Uh, I got two uh, dual 23-inch widescreen monitors sit in front of me. Nice. And that's about it. So I'll be getting Razer keyboard, Razer mouse, but that's but pretty much throws it all together what it is. But Okay, Ron? Yes. I mean, that's all fancy and nice, but can you play Minecraft on it? Yes. Because <laughs> that's all that matters, right? Isn't that all? Uh, is Minecraft? <laughs> I, ge- I guess so. Um, but I, I should be getting a retired uh, uh, Dell server from work here, hopefully in a couple weeks. Maybe I can run my own Minecraft ser- or, you know, server. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but since I reentered the PC world, I've been playing some PC games. Uh, obviously, I had some purchased prior um, to having my PC, but here's the quick list. Battlefield 3, SimCity 5, Civilization 5, Company Heroes, Faster Than Light, Kerbal Space Program, World of Tanks, World of Warplanes, War Thunder, Warframe, and Battlefield Heroes. And that's about it. A lot of them are the free-to-play, like a lot of the ones that you hear in there are free-to-play, like World of Tanks, World of Warplanes, War Thunder, Warframe, all free-to-play games, the ones I was actually kind of really impressed by the World of Warplanes and the Warframe. If you guys haven't seen that before, is Warframe uh, the ship one? No, it's it. I can't really explain it. I haven't played it that much. Somebody at work plays it. Um, actually, it's um, Nighthawk seventy plays it um, with his kids. So like all four of us were playing it. It's basically your moving through the universe, you know, through the solar system, planet by planet, and you do things together against the AI, and you get, you know, mods and stuff for guns and things like that. You'd have to check it out, but actually, being free-to-play and you open it up, it's pretty, the graphics are pretty impressive for a free-to-play game. Um, World of Tanks, you know, obviously people have already heard of that, and it's going to be coming to uh, Xbox um, soon, which we have an article I think it's one I took from Rob here later about World of Tanks. Um, you know, it, it has its graphics and stuff, but World of Warplanes is pretty cool. But, yes, yeah, I've been doing dabbling here and there through there, so that's what I've mainly been playing. So, What did you think of FTL? Just curious. I played I, – I have it on the list. I played just – a little bit of it because I kind of okay. I kind of burnt through it and wasn't uh, paying too much attention, and then got my butt kicked and handed to me really quick. So it's like <laughs> oh, I better go back to the beginning and pay attention to what I was doing. <laughs> so, uh, which it's it's not it's not too different from um, what's the iOS game that's very similar to FTL. I'm I'm looking on my phone as I flip through here. It's uh, if you guys like FTL Star Command, Star Command or Star Commander, I'm looking right now. I haven't played either one of those, so yeah, it's 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 yeah Star Command. It's it's so similar to FTL, um, but it's on iOS, so 
if anybody's interested in that. There's only one game I play on my phone, my iPhone, and that's Bejeweled Blitz. That's it. <laughs> a couple years, still playing it. So, yeah, good game. Which is not on my list. And Solitary isn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's, that's all I add. I mean, don't need to go into any of that. It's not a PC podcast, but. Cool. Well, how about it, Rob? What have you been doing? Anything? Yes, yes, I have. So I've been doing a whole bunch of traveling, been away from my Xbox now for about a week. And uh, I'm actually recording this from a hotel room right now, uh, going back home tomorrow to see everybody, including my Xbox, hopefully. But uh, I did manage to get some Spartan Assault, Halo Spartan Assault in. And from what... uh, we were talking about on the last show, I had all these troubles trying to get Spartan Assault installed on my machines because it wouldn't uh, install. I finally got it installed on my laptop, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, and that was a major victory. <laughs> uh, it had all these issues with a uh, service pack, it turned out, and uh, a lot of Windows files had to be corrected. It was a really interesting situation. So I'm going to try to get it installed on my machine at home just to see if I can. But anyway, um, I got it installed. And I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm kind of disappointed in it. Warned you. Know, you. Heard, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> there's been a lot of talk of how it's it was a really good game i've heard that from a bunch of people and i know there was a stuff that you talked about mark last week and some of that some of those sentiments i can probably uh i think we share some of those sentiments like the controls the controls are really weird with the wasd thing and you know it's i I can't say that it's horrible using those keys, but it's just definitely odd because when you're moving down, you know, a a corridor, you have to hold W and D. So you're holding at least two keys down at the same time, for example. Very, very strange. And I, I, I don't know. It's just boring and it's almost a chore to play. And they're they're really short missions. They are, yeah. Which I guess is good for considering it's a mobile game. It's designed for the you know the tablet, but it's um. And someone told me they they mentioned a comment in our Facebook group. You know, it, you're controlling it that way because it's a it's a twin stick shooter, is what it is. It's not a like a real time strategy game. And they're saying that's why you got to control it that way. I still think this game could have worked. It'd be so much better if you could just control it with your mouse instead of those keys. I think that would make a huge difference. Um, on the Windows side, it shouldn't make much of a difference, you know. For a tablet, I could, you know, you're using on screen, so you, right, right, you know, you're using. It would probably work great as a twin stick on a, on the on the tablet, but for your desktop PC, I just it just doesn't work for me. So I'm with you on that. <laughs> I really don't know what kind of controller they were shooting for. Maybe they should have made it instead of, what is that, isometric or whatever it's called, where everything goes on an angle. Maybe they should have just made it like up, down, left, right. That might have been a little bit easier at least. 
Uh, the graphics are nice, though. They, it does look They're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My laptop's got a really high-resolution screen, and everything looks tiny. I don't know if it's like that normally. It's one of those high-def screens, the, what, 1290 by 1080. So everything's itty-bitty. Is that how it is normally on your screen? Um, no, it's what I would expect. It's not itty-bitty. Okay. No, it's probably your screen. Yeah, probably. So to me, it looks like a standard RTS type of viewpoint. Yeah. So, and so, uh, appropriate sizing. Yeah. So Halo Assault's the only thing really, or Spartan Assault is the only real thing I've been playing. And then how about you, Mark? Oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I started off this week. Um, well, I've been playing mostly Black Ops 2. Um, man, I've just gotten hooked back in. I've been playing it like every night. Um, and it's it's just been a blast this weekend. Right now I'm missing out on double XP. So that's kind of a bummer. So we need to wrap this show up, make it real fast so I can get it out <laughs> and get back to playing. But no, I, I've had I've just been playing a lot of the guys from the community. We've been playing a lot of Black Ops 2 this, this past week. Um, got uh, Dirty Bite has been listening to me talking about it, and he finally went back to it. And he's really he said he was really tired of Battle uh, Battlefield 3, and, and he was having some issues there. So he decided to go back and pop this game in finally, and he's hooked. He told me, he's like, Wing, you got me hooked. This game is fantastic. So I'm like, yep. Um, so we've been having a blast. We've been playing every day. He's probably wondering where I'm at right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I actually even prestiged another time. So it's it's the most I've ever done before was like once. And I actually prestiged. I'm on my, I'm working towards my third one now. So probably won't get there. But um, it's just been a blast. I've just been having so much fun. And I'm proud to say that I post, I finally earned my Bouncing Betty calling card. So that took a lot of Bouncing Betty kills to get, and I've been working on it for a long time. I was so happy to get that yesterday. That was like, finally, you know, it's like that was something I was so focused and working on. And, um, yeah, now i got to just find out what's next, what's the next thing to move on to. And it's interesting, you know, I'd have been a lot further in this game, and I stuck with it when it first came out. I really enjoyed the multiplayer but then, you know, as always, it's like all these other things come out. I just kept, you know, I was so wanting to always play the new hotness that it's like, man, here's a game that I, you know, I bought that I could have just sunk so many hours into and saved myself a lot of money, you know. Um, and it just, to me, it proves my theory of just play the games that are fun. You don't have to play everything. You don't have to play them for scores. You don't. Um, I know uh, our buddy Democulus is going through a slump, and everybody was telling him on Facebook, stop playing crap games, because that's all he's been playing is garbage stuff, and it's like, and he feels like he's compelled to get the full thousand points, and I'm like, dude, you're so missing out, you're, you're sitting down to play a game, you're playing, when, like when I sit down to play a video game, I want to sit down and have fun, and here he's like stuck, he feels stuck that, well, I put this game in, so now i got to play it to its completion, and I hate it, I don't like it. And I'm like, just play something good, man. <laughs> You'll enjoy gaming once again. So, but, um, and I even, Dirty Bite even said this to me last night. He goes, I'm having so much fun in Call of Duty. He goes, I don't miss not getting achievements. Um, and uh, I'm like, exactly, it's it's fun. So that's what it's all about. And I'm sure, Brun, I, I know you played a ton of Battlefield. You're playing it because you love the game, not because you're going after achievements. Oh, yeah, right. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's that's what gaming should be. But anyways, I'm absolutely having a blast. Uh, but worked a little bit on Torchlight 2 as well. That game is uh, still fun. I'm really enjoying that. I did play some more Halo Spartan Assault. Um, I figured I paid the $7 for it. and uh, But I'm not paying them anymore. Um, I'm not paying no to unlock weapons for one match. That's stupid. Yeah. Oh yeah. So especially when the the level's like two minutes long, they want you to pay real money to change up your weapon for two minutes. And that's yeah. it. It's no good anymore. <laughs> I was listening to you. You guys talk about this last show. Oh, and I was driving home, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, here we are in this free to play model world. And you have the free-to-play model, and then you have Microsoft's free-to-play model, which is, you know, the normal free-to-play model is you download a game, you get to play for free, and then, you know, there's what you would consider, I guess, play-to-win, and then there's, you know, pay-to-play. Most of the successful games are the play-to-play, you know, pay-to-play, you know, if you want to, or you can earn those items in-game as you play. Those are the ones that seem to be successful. The play-to-win ones never go because people are just like, if they don't want to pay money and they know they're just going to get their butt kicked by people that do, they just don't want to play. And then you have Microsoft's free-to-play model, which is still pay for the game. (laughs) (laughs) And then once you pay for the game, then you find out you have to pay to win (laughs) against the computer. (laughs) So it's just like, are you kidding me? As soon as I heard that, I was like, I'm not buying this game now. (laughs) So Yeah, had I known that, I would have never bought the game. And it's ridiculous. So you get one weapon. Now you can, you know, you can, you can, you get another one if you want to use XP points. Um, but, uh, then it's like, if you want to use like the salt, you know, or the Spartan laser, guess what? You have to buy it and it, and it doesn't last. It's not like it unlocks forever that you can use in every mission, which is so stupid. So, but anywho, um, I also played uh, Call of War as Gunslinger. Um, I know um, Rat Carbide mentioned this game to me and uh, said I should give... I hope it was Carbide. <laughs> um, I talked to so many people this week. But he, I think it was him that mentioned this game to me. And uh, I, it is a fun game. Um, it is frustrating. I did complete the campaign mode, the story mode. And it was even, I played it on normal, and then there's a hard, and there's a true gun, gun fighter mode, and that takes away your crosshairs. Um, and it's real hard. It's really hard. I tried to play it on that. I couldn't even get through the opening sequence. Um, it's, it's brutal. And I'm like, on the normal, the easiest mode, which is just regular, there's a couple levels at the end that were really hard, even on the easiest mode. So I can't imagine doing it on true gunslinger mode. It just seems like it would be impossible. There's this one level specifically where you're like in this canyon and you're completely surrounded by enemies and they're all above you, uh, up above you on these, uh, canyon rim walls. And you really, all you can do is you've got a stagecoach there that you're trying to hide behind, but these guys keep popping up in all directions. They completely surround you. So it's, it's almost impossible to stay hidden. You just, you really can't because as you clear out one side, then you move over there, you know, as you're working on clearing out the guys while you're behind cover, they pop up behind you. It's not like you can switch sides because there's still guys on the other side of the stagecoach. So I can't imagine it on the true, the hardest level. That's got to be insane. But 
Um, the game is fun. It also has um, an arcade mode, which is if those who played Bulletstorm, you run through a level from the campaign. You kind of run through one of these little maps, and you're trying to do it as fast as you can, scoring as many points as you can, and then you, you're you stacked up against your friends in a leaderboard. So it's a lot like the Bulletstorm. I think it was called Echo Mode, um, where you were doing that. So it, it does have that. And then there's a Gunfighter Mode, where it's just a, a duel, a Gunfighter duel. You're trying to take on other guys, and that's real hard, too, because you're actually moving your sticks. You're trying to get a focus on. So you got this one guy, you're trying to keep the circle on your guy as he's moving around to get a better focus and then you're trying to use the other stick to move your hand into the best position to get your speed up and it's it's and then you gotta and if you you can't pull your gun out until like you'll start to hear a heartbeat and if you pull out and shoot him then before he draws then it's a dishonorable gunfight so you gotta wait till he draws first and it's pretty hard to get through all 15 guys um i i got to like three and that was it i you only get like five lives and that's it so um but it's it's a neat challenge it's a kind of a neat part of the game so that was kind of fun and lastly i i played some more defense grid i still really enjoyed that that game and it's a fantastic fun game for free so but that wraps up what i've been playing so I guess we can go ahead and jump into our our topics this week, and I think Rob, you're you're starting us out. That's right. That's right. Okay. So alien, aliens, colonial. Oh boy. Wow. I can't speak when I'm in another state. It must be an East Coast thing. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> so aliens, colonial marines. Oh. <laughs> DLC stasis interrupted is finally available. It came out last. Tuesday, I believe, on Xbox Live, and uh, it's a single-player add-on, which is free for the season pass holders and ten bucks uh, for those that are not. Uh, it follows a, a couple of different characters, three characters, through uh, a story, basically shedding light on what happened with Corporal Dwayne Hicks between Aliens and Aliens Three, and. Uh, if you like the game, go get it. Actually, you probably already got it because this happened uh, a couple days ago. Right? Yep. Did you guys get it? Nope. 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 I didn't all right, like move on. At all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brun, i got to ask you. Too scary. Cool. Too scary. <laughs> what, no, what's scary is this yeah. story. Um, this is just psychotic. Brun, i got to ask you a question first. Sure. I, I know you love Battlefield. Yes. And you've been playing it for many years, and I know you like to snipe in that game, correct? Um, yeah, it's one of my things I like to do. Oh. I haven't done it that much in this version than I have in the past, but yeah, I still like it. So well, through all the years you've played Battlefield, mm-hmm. and you've gotten used to, and I know it's happened every time you've played a different Battlefield game, you play it, you find that weapon you like, you, you know, it works for you, and then six months down the road, a patch comes out and they tweak your favorite weapon. Yeah, happens. that's happened to me in Battlefield. So what do you do when that happens? Find another weapon. <laughs> are you? Are, that's it? Yeah. I mean... That's- I mean, does that even make sense? Don't you think that you should get mad and 
lobby death threats against the developers for no, changing that, your weapon? That they, seems natural. They've changed a number of weapons a couple of times, and then sometimes they'll actually, you know, they'll nerf them too much. So they'll they're trying to find this best balance because you don't want everybody. Say there's a 64 player match going on. You don't want all 64 players using this one gun because that one gun is just so overpowered that they're gonna they're gonna have to tweak it. Either they tweak the other guns to come up to that one, or they take that one and lower it down. And sometimes they may take it too far down, and then they have to bump it up a little bit more. But I mean, there's gun tweaks all the time in Battlefield. So like every patch, there's some sort of tweaks, and you'll find that oh. The UMP 45 used to be very, it used to be super awesome, and then it was like super weak, and now it seems like it's leaning toward that super awesome, but not as much as it was. Maybe <laughs> they found the right spot for it, but then the PP 19 is just like a pea shooter. You know, it's it's back and forth all the time. You just it keeps you guessing. Honestly, it actually makes you use other guns in my in my mind. But so so bronze answer is to find another gun or try a different weapon. Yeah, Rob, what about you? What would you do? I think it's natural to start hating. <laughs> so you're you're for your lobbying death threats against the company than the developers. Well, you know, then... that, that that's how you get your voice heard, I guess, right? I guess because um, this past <laughs> week, uh, the Call of Duty Black Ops Two community, or some people from the community, not me, and I'm certainly sure not fellow members of this community. Um, but there have been some very nasty death threats, very violent. Dude, I can't even read. I mean, I'm offended just by reading some of the things that are in the story. I mean, I, I can't like one tweet has so many words in it that I can't even say on here. It's unbelievable. Um, but uh, a patch hit for Black Ops 2 and it had your typical things that you would find, you know, changes, tweaks, and fixes. And a few of the tweaks in particular involved reduced damage on the AN-94 and reduced rate of fire on the DSR as well as the ballista weapons. So what I guess the community or a lot of people did, instead of just doing what Brun did and say, let me find something else that works, or, you know, especially in Black Ops 2, there's so many ways to change your kit, you know, change a perk or something. Instead of doing that, they went on and they went after uh, David Vonderhaar, who is a design director for Call of Duty Black Ops 2, um, and they attacked him and th- gave him death threats uh, on his Twitter. This is so silly. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yeah. people are going off. I mean, you know, my myself personally has been an attack in Twitter recently, but I mean, at least the individual didn't, you know, send death threats, you know. And uh, and I'm just like, you know, I don't understand why the people on the internet today, they, it's like this whole world of anonymity, you know. And people will say whatever they want because they're like, what are you going to do about it? You don't know who I am, so they 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 act tough and. You know, they think they're brave if they put other people down. But to go in, like, the stuff... I mean, dude, they're, they're talking about this guy's kids, even. Yeah. I mean, and it was... I'm like, this... You know, you can be mad and be upset, but you can come onto the forums and say, hey, I really don't like what you did. I want, you know, this this messed it up, or I'm not happy with this. You know, but to go and say, I hope you die, I hope you get cancer, I'm going to do things to your daughter, you know, it it it, go, it blows my mind. And I'm like, 
you know, it, it just what are people thinking? You know, I mean, yeah. It's, if it's, I was if I was him, I would get these people's gamer tags and perma ban them. <laughs> well, you know, I wish just ban them. I wish they could. I wish there was a way to find out who these people were and what their subsequent gamer tags were and kick them out of all Call of Duty games. Yeah, and but, honestly, that's what I would do if I if. But unfortunately, there's not that. At this point, there's not. But as you know what, as things tie in and we get your Facebooks and your Twitters and your YouTubes and everything connected to your gamer tag, which we're seeing in games, that could be a future option here. Oh, well, this Twitter follower, oh, look, he's linked to his gamer tag. Bam, you just got banned from Call of Duty. And guess what? Changing your gamer tag is not going to matter because we know that. So, yeah, they can start up a new one. You know, so it's not going to solve that problem. They can always start up a new one, but they would lose everything that they had. Sure. You know, and I mean, I mean, that... I mean that's all the guy can do, but it's ridiculous. I mean, death threats because, and it's, a, we're talking fractions of a second or fractions of reduced damage. It's, it's not like, well, I used to be able to kill the guy in three shots and now it takes five or six. That's not. These are minor adjustments. Yeah, can you? Since I'm not familiar with Black Ops, what what are these changes? Like, I know what an AN-94 is because it's in Battlefield and it's a pretty tough weapon there too. But what what are these changes actually doing? Let like, what me, is a, what is a DSR and a ballista weapon? Um, the 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 ballista, which I believe is a sniper rifle, the rate of fire was slightly reduced. Okay. That's it. Rate of fire. That's on a sniper rifle. Yes, and I will. Okay. I, I, I. These are not weapons that I have used yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna actually look this up since you asked, because I want to make sure I'm getting the correct, um, correct information to you. But yes, that is a sniper rifle. And the other thing that they did was the DSR 50 had the rate of fire reduced, and that is. Um, that means less times per second or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, this also looks like a this looks like a sniper rifle as well. It's a yeah. oh, it's a bullpup bolt action sniper rifle. Okay. So okay. that yeah. So again, that's the sniper rifle, and then you already know what the AN94 is. Yeah. So my my thing is, and and this is still my ignorance speaking. So bear with me here. When I watch the Call of Duty, because Wing, if you remember, I watched the Call of Duty championships and stuff, and you were laughing at me when I watched them on yeah. my Xbox. <laughs> when they went around and they were talking to these professional, like who you would consider the elite of Call of Duty, and they said, what do you want to see in the next Call of Duty game? And they said something like, I want to see quick scoping removed. Yes. What are these people here going to complain about then? Because the only reason why they're complaining about rate of fire on a sniper rifle is because they they quick scope all the time. Yeah, I mean that, that's, that's just to me sounds to be that seems to be the problem. Like Battlefield on the console has kind of like like the snap the snap lead for like a quick second, you know, and it's something like. It'll follow like if a per- if you have your crosshairs up and a person crosses in front of it, it'll like snap to them for a second. But then you need to take over, or else it, your cursor will just stay there and the guy will just keep running. Um, I've noticed it like I haven't been able to master it or anything, but I've seen like this quick scoping, 
And when you have a one-shot kill with a sniper rifle, and all you have to do is pull left trigger, right trigger, and you can't even see who you're shooting, and all of a sudden you're just getting cursor hit, cursor hit, cursor hit, and, and you're getting these kills. The reason why they're complaining about the, the rate of fire is because when there's two or three guys coming at you, and you can quit scope, kill all three of them before they even see you, and all of a sudden you're getting two kills and the third guy's killing you, that's why they're complaining. You know what I mean? But to me, it's like, what happens when the quickscoping goes away? Well, I'm hoping, I would love to see it, but I don't think they're going to remove quickscoping. Yeah. I really don't. And, um, you know, I'm not definitely uh, dirty by it. Was, we, we talked about that this weekend, too, because, yeah. you know, him and I, is we played so much uh, Call of Duty recently, and we both have been the victim of quickscoping. And, yeah. you know, everybody I play with absolutely hates it. It's ridiculous. Um, and the thing is, is it's just not, yes, it's a video game. Okay, but the, uh, you know, you're playing a realistic video game and a sniper rifle would never, ever be used in that way. You could, it's not possible to use it that way in real life. You know, right. it's just not, it's, it's like a glitch in the game and, and it's not, I can't imagine developers said, let's put this in and make this a reality. You know, right. why would you do that? But they've never removed it. Well, I almost, so, I almost look, I almost look at that at, <laughs> I almost look at sniper rifles in Call of Duty itself kind of as non-realistic, non-realistic because Call of Duty is such a fast game. Yep. And it's so tight. I mean, you're in confined quarters. Like, who's going to run around with a sniper rifle? Like, I, it cracks me up when I see people running around with sniper rifles in Battlefield when you're playing co- close quarters because that's what close quarter maps are is to mimic like Call of Duty, like you see sometimes sniper rifles, r- guys running around with sniper rifles and that, and it just cracks me up But because it's just like you're going to get one kill, but so if there's two guys there, you are dying from the second guy because the rate of, you know, say the rate of fire, they don't have like a super fast rate of fire. They try to mimic as close as they can. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see like people giving death threats for something like that. It, it, to me, it, that shows that these people have a problem. Oh, yeah. Like, and hopefully, I, well, I don't want to say hopefully. I imagine these people making death threats are adults because if they're children and they're under the age 18, then we got some par- parental issues again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, because this, this here is like, oh, look at, look at gamers. Like, oh, we better... The government better step in now because we got gamers making death threats because their, you know, their sniper rifle doesn't shoot as fast. <laughs> well, I mean, so. and it's it's I understand people, you know, I I can't sit here and say don't get mad. It's just a game. But, I, right. There's no way I'm ever going to say that, okay? Because you know, you guys have heard me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have gotten really frustrated and mad and. You know, using some nasty language and, you know, and then I'm like, I got to like step out of it and walk away. And I'm like, dude, what, I'm so stupid. It's just a game. You know, why am I getting so mad? But you can, you can get really sucked into it and get upset. I can understand that, but there is no way, no matter how mad I would get that I would ever say things that have been done and said on Twitter this past week to these developers and, and why, and then, you know, even outside of the ridiculousness of that, what makes them think one guy controls all of call of duty? Right. 
You know, this, there's a team of people that make these decisions. There's a community of people that makes these decisions because they, they harvest this information from the community. People are saying, hey, this, this doesn't work or this is too powerful or whatnot. They're trying to, and like you said, Bron, they find out that, hey, you know, we're seeing a tremendous amount of kills in a short amount of time. I mean, all the data is tracked. So they're trying to balance the game to make it as balanced and fair as possible so it can be fun. And, uh, you know, and people just go off on that. It's it's just it's ignorant and it really puts a sad it puts a bad face on the, on the gaming world, you know, because then people reading the news. So this is the type of stuff that's going to make the news right. headline news. You know, gamers threaten to kill so and so, and oh, it's Call of Duty, it's a shooter. Oh, we got to get rid of the guns and see, this is a good. It just it falls into so many different categories, and it's all misunderstood because you got a couple of morons. You know, that, you know, how dare they take their ability to cheat away or to, to you know, it's unbelievable. And it was another thing, too. I guarantee these are the same people we, we played. Uh, I noticed it last night, um, and I've seen it before, but it really, last night when Dirty Bite and I were playing, we ended a match. I mean, we were, we won, and we did a pretty good job. And when we jumped out, we went to the lobby, and it said it was it was like six on three. And I'm like three people i told dirty i said dirty bite there was more than three people i saw a lot more than three enemies in there and he's like yeah they were all bailing at the end because they lost and Mm. i'm like what are you talking about and he said well they bail out right at the end if they're losing so they don't the stats don't count against them so they don't it doesn't affect their kill death ratio and stuff like that and i'm like but you lose all your xp and he's like but they don't care yeah, well, it's it's so funny. Like me playing so Battlefield cool. Three on the PC, I am so bad. Like, it's it's to a point of frustration how bad I am at the PC version of Call of Duty Three because I haven't done it in six years. You know, yeah, I had to go play keyboard's on... tough to go back to. Yeah, I had to yep. go play. I had to go play on my 360 just to beat up on some people just to make myself feel better. <laughs> Like I am, in, I'm at I'm at like a .5 KD, and you know, like it's and I'm a person I I really don't care about my kill death ratio. I just want to make sure I'm having fun. Right. And and I was actually playing the PC version. I was like, for people who try to get into Battlefield Three right now on the PC, I can see why everybody would hate it. It is not it is not a fun game to be a late entry into when everybody else has everything and you're stuck with a. M16 with iron sights. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, you know, I I know how it ends up and how it is, and I'm honestly, I'm just playing it preparing for Battlefield 4. But these people here, it's it's like, what, is that gun, if you're, if you're a good Call of Duty player, if you're good, you're good with every gun. You're not just good because you use a quick scope DSR because it has a quick rate of fire. You know, you're not good from that because that one gun. That's why I said I'll go find another gun. I mean, I'm not the best at Battlefield. I would consider myself good. I mean, I'm not no soul assassin or a level cap or anybody like that, like fantastic. But I, I consider myself good. And if I'm getting beat up with a gun all the time because it's not performing very well. I'll jump to another gun, and guess what? Like I still get kills on it. It's just, you know, these people here. It's like if you're if you're a good Call of Duty player, get over it. Like 
fix it. Make yourself better. Yeah. yeah, you should be able to adapt to every kind of situation and every yeah. kind of weapon. It, it, you yeah, know, not, it, be a, not be a one-trick pony where you, you learn one gun and then that's it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I went, you know, I went eighty and four. Well, how'd you go eighty four? Well, I glitched in the wall, but they're fixed. They fixed the glitch. Ah, oh, no, you know, now I'm one and fifty. Well, it's because yeah. you're not good. You're not good at the game. You had to cheat to be good. Right. You know, like this here shouldn't make this player who's making these death threats bad at Call of Duty. He's going to have to learn the new parts of the weapon, the same gun if he wants to use it. Learn what's different about it and. Deal with it, adapt. I mean, cheesy cow. You know, that's what that's what life is, man. You got to adapt to things, and you know, even in your job, things are not always. You're not going to always get your way. Your yeah. boss may ask you to do something you don't want to do, or you may not. You may have to work on a Saturday or something. Oh well, deal with yeah. it, man. It's life. But I, I worry about you know the future. I don't know. Just if, Call if it, these are kids, man, how are they going to function in modern society? If, I don't know if they it, can't even handle a video game. Yeah, Call of Duty Ghosts should have is probably going to be different than the current Call of Duty games. It's going it, to. I don't want to say different. It's going to play differently. It, it's it's going to have to play differently. It's a it's a brand new engine. There is going to be differences in this Call of Duty than the last. And people are going to have to mold and get used to it. They're going to have to adapt to it. And, you know, what are these people going to do when they get to that game and it's completely different? You know, what happens if they ever do take out quick scoping? Are these people just going to crawl in a corner of the shower and, you know, spray water on them and cry or something? I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So... Well, I think I covered that enough, but one thing I wanted yeah. to ask you in regards to the next Call of Duty, um, and this is a little off topic a little bit, but it was something we've been talking to the guys recently as we've been playing, is Ghosts is coming out on both the 360 and the Xbox One, and we actually, you know, there's something we've talked about, um, are we going to be able to play, is the Xbox One going to be able to play against 360 players? And I'm like, you know what? That's a good question. I'm sitting there telling people, I said, I really don't think you'll be able to because it's a new console. And, and I'm, you know, it's not like we've really seen that in the past. You know, everything's kind of console agnostic, if you will. And, but, but then everybody's like, well, no, it's still all Xbox Live. It, you know, you should be able to play against, you know, each other. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I don't know because, you know, right now Black Ops 2 is peer-to-peer, -peer, so you're, you know, somebody's Xbox is hosting the match. Now, I know Titanfall is going to be all uh, dedicated servers. We don't know if I'm hoping Black Ops or I'm hoping Ghosts will be dedicated servers. I I'm so tired of connection interruptions and migrating hosts because someone bailed because they were losing, and then all of a sudden they, you know, it turns out they were the host of the game. You know, it, it's just frustrating, and it'd be nice to have a really good connection and a dedicated servers. So if that's going to be the case, if we're going to have dedicated servers, there's no saying that the 360 version is going to have that. Yeah. You know, so I... we really don't know. So I looked it up, and I went to Activision's forums, and there's supposedly they're going to make an announcement in August or September about the multiplayer stuff with Ghosts. So at this time, we still don't know. I'm going to bet my money that Xbox One players are going to only play against Xbox One players. Um, and 360, you're going to only... So I think we're going to see a much a segmented 
market here on this one. I think 360 is going to have a lot of Call of Duty players. I don't think the Xbox One will have as many, especially yeah. depending on Call of Duty comes out November 5th. And that's why I still think Xbox One is going to ship on the 5th yeah. so they can get a bunch of that market, you know, but I don't know. So I, could be interesting. Yeah. could be very yeah. few people playing Call of Duty on Xbox One. Yeah, I honestly, if you want my my thought would be is no, they wouldn't be cross 360 Xbox. Uh, the only thing I, that I saw that people were looking into as far as on the Battlefield side, I saw a story about. Oh, that's like, coming pe- up. Oh, okay. okay. You have that one. <laughs> oh, I do. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll talk the about stats. it later then. <laughs> yeah, the stats yeah, part. Yeah. But, um, well, you can you can go ahead and go into that now if you want. It doesn't matter, but. Well, well, the 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 high level of it. I mean, we don't need to go into super detail on it, but the high level of it was that this they're looking to see if you play Battlefield 4 on the 360 and you go and buy an Xbox One and you, you buy Battlefield 4 on the Xbox One that you don't have to start over. It would actually transfer your stats from the 360 up to the Xbox, you know, Xbox One. Right. Um, hopefully it'd be interchangeable back and forth so that way you just don't lose anything and I, I really like that. I, I think... It would be awesome if that would trans translate across everything. Like I don't like the idea that I put so much time into my 360, and here I am on Battlefield 3 on the PC, and I have to start all over. I think it'd be cool, and definitely with Battlelog, all that information's in Battlelog. So I think that's what they're looking into. And as it should far be as easier once everything's connected, always online, which would have been yeah. great. And everything's connected, you know, everything's in the cloud. Then you can you can take advantage of those types of things right now with everything as is, following the status quo, keeping everything in the current gen, and not moving forward. Then guess what? You lose opportunities like that. Right. You know. But but uh, the Battlefield Group, you know, Dice, they're actually investigating on doing that, which I think is pretty good because you know people in the community are like, hey, we would really like this, and they're like, you know what? We're we're going to look into that. So they're. Taking stuff for the community community who doesn't give death threats and uh, <laughs> trying to invest on it. I was going to say, you know, it would be really cool as far as the ghost announcement. Not the being able to play between 360 and Xbox One if the big announcement was Xbox versus PS4. Yeah, that won't happen. That's two different networks. <laughs> well, true, but I, I just think I thought that that would be like you wouldn't be able to team up like your team or your group or whatever wouldn't be able to you know obviously i couldn't invite my friend from ps3 over but like say you know when you join the game usually join with a group of people like say squads of four say your squad of four could be xbox but you could be thrown into a game that has a squad of four that's on the ps3 group Come on, Battlefield 3 can't even keep a party of four Xbox Live players together. They can't even bundle them into the same squad. No, I'm talking about Ghosts. I'm not talking about Battlefield. Well, I'm just, I'm just oh. saying, and even Call of Duty, we can't keep a freaking connection going on Xbox Live, you know, players, let alone going cross-platform, cross-service. That <laughs> yeah, maybe, it, It's a nice idea, big, but yeah, it's never yeah. going to happen. <laughs> maybe their big announcement is uh, dedicated servers, maybe. What I'm you're hoping it's dedicated servers, and I do hope that if they do that, then there should be no reason why 360 could not play against Xbox One players. True. So I'm I'm hoping that that is it. But uh, I, as soon as I find out, I'll be sure to bring it up on the show because that's something I'm curious. Because I've got my Xbox One version of Call of Duty pre-ordered, 
And I don't know, maybe that's going to kick me out of playing with a whole bunch of my friends. I, you know, because not everybody's going right now. Right. So, but anyways, um, so anyways, let me get back to the whole death threat thing. Grow up, people. Um, you know, that's just stupid. If, if you're that into something, whether it be a fan of a piece of hardware, whether you're a fan of the of one game or one game only, if you're that involved in it, you really need to step out and go get some sunshine because, you know, life does not revolve around what Sony does, what Microsoft does, what Activision does, what EA does, or what Ubisoft does, or what Mark and Rob and Brun do or say. The world does not revolve around us. Get a life, you know, take a step back. You don't like what you don't like what Call of Duty's doing? Guess what? Go play Battlefield. You know? Go play something else. Go play football outside or shoot some hoops, you know. You don't like what we're saying on TXL? Guess what? You can unsubscribe. I mean, it doesn't hurt us. We don't make any money off this show, so we don't care if you don't if you unsubscribe. I'm not gonna try to keep you, you know. Um no you, everybody's got opinions. Don't send death threats to people. Come on, guys. That's just uh, unbelievable. Let's grow up. Let's put on a better face for uh, our gaming community and show the world that we're responsible people. So, but that's that's it. I know we took a long time, and I'm sorry. So, but Brun, let's let's take it over to some World of Tanks. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've been playing World of Tanks, and I've been playing it on the PC. But if you remember uh, during E3. I believe it was announced that World of Tanks was coming to uh, the 360 and to, I believe to Xbox One as well. I'm not sure on that. Well, no, I think it's the yeah, it's World of Tanks Xbox 360 edition. Um, and I actually signed up for the beta. I haven't heard anything back from it, but um, they are working with Microsoft to streamline an unacceptable certification process. So we all know about the certification with Microsoft. You know, everybody, you go in, you got to have your game reviewed, you got to do this, you got to pay Microsoft. They certify it, they, it gets scheduled, and it releases, and, you know, you're able to download it and everything. And then for every single patch or bug fix or anything like that, it's like $10,000 to have them certified. I think the first time you do it, it's free. And then after that, it's like $10,000 each time um, to then for them to go through the whole process again. And it, t- it could take weeks. So the CEO of World of Tanks um, from Wargaming, his name is Victor, uh, said his team is working to streamline an unacceptable certification and quality assurance process in the efforts to launch a popular free-to-play game on the 360 later this year. Um, Victor said that the frequent updates required. Okay, so here's another game that just constantly has to tweak. You're tweaking tanks, you're tweaking upgrades, you're tweaking, um, you know, weapon, you know, everything about these tanks is, you, to make the game fair playable. to play. Yeah, playable and fun. Yep. Uh, for everybody, they constantly have to tweak these things, but they're not going to constantly tweak and fix bugs and pay ten grand every single time, like. On the PC, they could send one today, they could patch it tomorrow, they could patch it the next day, as, as many times as they want. They could tweak it over and over and over. So, you know, with the, the frequent updates required to tweak 
online games pose a challenge for Microsoft's current certification process, which takes an extremely long time. So, um, basically, he's saying that his team is working on it to ensure quicker updates. So, they'll we'll have to see, you know, what happens with this. But with when it comes to free-to-play games, like Microsoft, I think, wants to go in that direction and have free-to-play games. But you're going to have to allow frequent updates. Like, their whole process is going to have to change. And, you know, as, as much crap as they've gotten from indie developers here not being friendly this is just the proof in my mind that they it isn't their process is it isn't friendly it's almost like it's microsoft's version of free to play <laughs> <laughs> they got to make money somehow right yep. so but you know I was, I was wondering what's going on with this they were supposed to be out in the summer and the summer's almost over in my book but you know, I've been kind of waiting for that game. Well, Summer of Arcade hasn't even started yet. Oh, that makes August. sense. August is the Summer of Arcade. It's so. like one more week to go, I think, right? Is yeah. August actually considered summer month? Summer doesn't even start till the end of June. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, August is a summer month. <laughs> All right. So, but uh, I think we're going to see some changes. So, but we got some, I think we got something we're going to cover a little bit later, I think, that kind of covers part of what you said. So, yeah, in fact, it'll be here in a few minutes. So, anyways, um, yes, I agree, Brian. I wanted to say, too, they got to change their model because, like, look at Defiance, for example. Defiance came out. It was, a, you know, MMO, right, massively multiplayer online, mm-hmm. whatever, the, whatever the, the terminology is an MMO. And... I mean, they had all kinds of problems, and they had I don't know how many patches and updates and stuff. That so I'm like, you know, they a lot of the stuff had to, you know, they had to wait on it, and you know, it was delayed. But they're trying to, you know, they can only react so quickly. They needed to speed up that process to improve things. And I don't know what kind of money they had to pay Microsoft because they were doing at the very beginning, man, they were taking stuff down every day. So I don't know if they got some kind of different system because maybe you were going off of Xbox Live onto their own little network since it was an MMO. I don't know. But, you know, if they had to pay all that kind of money out front for those constant emergency updates they were doing, that's just insane. I mean, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a game out the door and get people to come on if right out the gate you got all these problems and then you're being, you know, you can fix it and you got the patch ready, but then you can't get it out the door because of Microsoft certification. Uh Rob, you you talked about Monaco recently. They, you know, the guy thinks a lot of the problems, you know, he admitted there was problems, but he was held up yep. to get the patch out or the game out because of the certification process, too. Um, but then again, we, we, we talked in the past about quality or, you know, quantity and quality, you know. That's right. Do, do you want to rush it? You, you know, because the one guy, oh, was it one guy went to PlayStation Four said I got a bunch of, I got a bunch of bugs in my game, but I'm not going to put it on Xbox because they're going to yeah. charge me. Good if you if your game doesn't work, we don't want it. Yeah, I think I was mean, Fez. So yeah, and I guess that's been canceled. So Fez yeah, Two has been two. canceled. Yeah. But that's fine if you if you if you can't make your game work, I don't want to be your guinea pig. I, so I think they need to change the model, but there's got to be some something in place to ensure we don't end up with just a free-for-all like the Android marketplace. I mean, my short experience on an Android phone, it was like three weeks, I hated the the Android marketplace. I mean, 
it, I, it was horrible. And the stuff was just, there were some bad apps, you know, and, and I'm sure that I know iPhone has bad ones too, but it, the experience was so much, it's so much better on the iPhone, on the app store, you know, and iTunes. I, I think that works real well. And I think everybody can learn from Apple. Um, you know, doesn't have to do it exactly the same, but I think they can learn from them. You know, you've got to find, if you want to get people to you, you've got to be good to the developers. You've got to be good to the consumer. You've got to find a happy medium. You know, I think if they're going to publish, there's got to be a way for them to update their games more frequently and not have to pay for it. All right. Or, or if there is, it's got to be a nominal fee. You know, it's just real nominal, like super tiny. I mean, I don't even see the need that developer would have to pay to do an update that just doesn't make sense but yeah i mean i i can i can see it doing it for like indie developers and stuff like that. like the, yeah you're right the fee in the process is there so people don't like well we'll just release a broken game and then we'll just update it the next day or we'll just you know work on it over and over and over and over until we finally finish yeah. it type of scenario but like i can tell you like this world of tanks stuff here i'm pretty sure microsoft probably went to these guys asking I am, I'm sure. For it. Because World of Tanks is actually pretty big. You know, like, it's a yeah. pretty popular game. It's not like World of Tanks went to Microsoft, like, hey, please let us do this. It's probably Microsoft asking them, well, if they're coming and asking you, you know, if Microsoft's coming and asking you, then they should be, okay, we'll do whatever we can. And that's what it sounds like they're doing. They're just trying to work out right. the logistics on it. So. And I think a lot of that stuff's going to change because, I mean, you look at it, I can understand why Microsoft was so stringent about it before. I mean, Xbox Live was something new. It was a service. It represented Microsoft as a brand. They wanted quality, you know, and that's what we really, you know, I think for the most part, a lot of the stuff that is on Xbox Live Arcade is is quality. You know, I think there's some really good stuff. I don't, you know, you go into the indie side where, it's, you know, it's yes. all kind of handled by the community. There's some garbage out there, yeah. you know. So that's, I think that's what they're trying to protect is their image. They're trying to protect the, the service. They don't want the service to be known as, as a bunch of junk out there. Yeah, you it's know? like Apple versus, you know, it's the iTunes store, App Store versus Android Store. Right. Because the App Store is the same way. It goes through this long elaborate you know long right. process to get that thing out there where the android store is probably just let me stick it out there and don't don't send hate mail don't send yeah, us death yeah. threats because you're an android fan and we said something bad it's from personal experience and i love google google's my favorite product okay i love google um so you know it it, it frustrates me that they, you know, there's stuff on the Android marketplace and the stuff that they do that's really cool, but when it comes down to this type of stuff and how it relates to Xbox, I, you know, I think it was pertinent. But so don't hate us. We're just, yeah. it's personal experience. This is what you know. Hey Mark, I remember complaining because hey and even I'm Rob, actually, Rob's an Android guy, right, Rob? I'm actually coming to your house right now. I'm going <laughs> to TP it and then we can hang out and play some games. I told, right. uh, no I made a joke. I made a joke of. Um, because they always name their OSs like ice cream sandwich and Foods, whatever desserts actually desserts and stuff like that. Which Froyo and then, and then they alienate they alienate most of their products because they're all split all over the place and you know huge like you'd have to look it up. I said their next uh, their next OS nickname is called the Hershey Squirts. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I threw a dessert candy in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get too many more people hating on us. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, don't worry. So- I'm running. I'm running iOS seven right now. Oof. <laughs> wow. Does it have some bugs? Oh, that's why you made a test for us. That's what this is doing, but man, they need to get them fixed. <laughs> um, the Saints Row 4 is getting DLC Season Pass, and it's going to include Enter the Dominatrix. If this sounds familiar, that's because this was supposed to come out with Saints Row 3. But uh, Saints Row 4 will include a Season Pass for downloadable content, and this Season Pass is going to cost 10 bucks, and it will grant access to two mission packs, including a director's cut of the Enter the Dominatrix DLC, which is a tongue-in-cheek vision of what this content was originally going to be like. Um, and then, and like I said, I think that was supposed to be out for Saints Row 3, I believe. Um, and at a recent, recent Comic-Con panel, developer Volition said the DLC would involve the characters explaining why the content was cut from the game. The second mission pack will arrive in later uh, late 2013. And if you're so interested to know, the season pass will also include an exclusive weapon called the Rectifier, and I am not going to tell you what it is. So we'll leave it at that. It's not the dubstep gun. It's not a dubstep gun. <laughs> so, but that is it for Saints Row. All right. One thing that we've been wondering quite a bit over the past Oh, close to a year probably, is what's going to happen with the pricing in the next-gen consoles. You know, How much are the games going to cost? Well, we can happily report that everything's going to be the same as it is currently, uh, as it is today with the 360. So with the 360, in the U.S., of course, games will be $60, $59.99. And in the U.K., it was just released, uh, that, and Microsoft confirmed this, this that the games will be 50 pounds, which is approximately $77 U.S. Yeah, so, you know, I guess that's uh, what they get for being British in some respects, is uh, everything costs more over there. Gasoline, uh, cost of living, and Xbox games. So uh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear that things are staying the same for entertainment. I... don't believe this one bit. <clears throat> I you think it's going to creep. Well, no. Well, okay. For, for one thing here is they're saying Xbox One's first party games are priced at you know that amount. They're not saying anything about third party games, which means they can be at anything that they want to be. I and see actually, what you're saying. Sony has said the same thing. They said, "Oh, our initial." Our initial games are all going to be, you know, sixty dollars. Well, they're saying, Do oh, they they're control initial... it. The first party games they can. Right. So, third party games they don't control what the pricing is. No, I, I yeah. honestly, I think Microsoft could probably control the third party game costs if they had some sort of DRM put into it, but they don't. So, guess what? <laughs> That's. That's my honest, and, and I'm saying this just because I'm seeing this, and I've told people at work that us gamers who wanted the Xbox One games to be resellable, tradable, let me let me have my friend borrow it, um, all this stuff, and then we're seeing now what we're going to actually be missing out of. We are all asking for what we're going to get. So 
when the new man comes out and says, oh, no, it's $75 or it's $80 because, you know, we got to get our extra money out of it, then, you know what, just don't go buy it if you don't want to pay $80 for it, but be prepared. Hmm. So that's that's my honest opinion, you know, honestly, about it. I'm saying it, not not this Xbox Life or anything like that, but this article does say Xbox One first-party games. It doesn't say because so, that's the only else. thing that Microsoft can confirm. Right. They can only confirm their own titles. Right. I didn't like what you just said, Ron. So you might. I just sent you a tweet. Okay. <laughs> All righty. And I'm not too far from Ohio, so maybe I'll. TP your house on the way back home. <laughs> Sweet. Stop, on. Stop over. <laughs> I'll TP your house and use I'll play it, some games. Use it before you TP his house, though. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Um, I'm getting gross. So, Brun, you were talking a lot about some things that Microsoft needs to change. And like I said, I think we're going to see some stuff. Well, we're already seeing. The one thing I really like about Microsoft right now is this massive nightmare of PR that they had so far this year. It looks like they're they're really... I don't like all the role reversal or the, the changes they've made. However, some of the things um, are looking good, and I'm glad that they're listening to a point. I wish they'd stick to their vision. However, one thing I am happy to see is that um, they're going to allow... They announced that self-publishing is going to come to the Xbox One. And Major Nelson said uh, earlier this week, he says, I had a great chat with Mark Witten about self-publishing in Xbox One. I've got him scheduled to come on the podcast next week, uh, update us on Xbox One. But in the meantime, he wanted me to share some great news with you about the upcoming Xbox One self-publishing program that we've been working on for some time. Mark had this to say, our vision is that every person can be a creator, that every Xbox One can be used for development, that every game and experience can take advantage of all the features of Xbox One and Xbox Live. This means self-publishing. This means connect the cloud achievements. This means great discoverability on Xbox Live. We'll have more details on the program and the timeline at Gamescom in August. So, you know, and then a rumor has come out as well stating that uh, self-publishing could also be going to the Xbox 360. Um, And Microsoft is not... um, Well, let me just read this one. The Xbox 360 developers may be able to self-publish their games on Xbox Live Arcade starting this August, according to a recent update from the pinball arcade developer Farsight Studios. Microsoft, however, maintains that there have been no official changes to the 360's publishing situation. They quote, we have not announced any changes to our publishing policy for 360. Meanwhile, Microsoft has just announced indie developers can now self-publish on Xbox Live Arcade instead of being required to find publishers for their games. Farsight's announcements reads, Microsoft has stated that the new program will open in August. We will do everything we can to get the Pinball Arcade back on 360 as quickly as possible. So, you know, this this is kind of cool, I think. Um, and again, they mentioned this other article, too, about Gamescom, and I know that Microsoft confirmed they're going to be there. So um, we should have all the details on self-publishing um, here in August. So I think this is good news. Um, I think this is kind of going down the route of what Apple's doing and obviously what Sony's doing. You know, you, you've got to be able to kind of loosen the strings you can still keep make sure the quality's there, make sure there's still good check 
checks and balances in place, but you know, don't don't rob your publishers and and try to rob your consumer at the same time because your publishers and your indie developers are going to leave, you know, and that's what they're seeing. So, I hopefully this brings a lot of people back and a lot of good games. So, this is good news for us, I think. Absolutely, and not only is you know this open period it can be open to everybody on every xbox so something that they released uh, uh the other day was that every single xbox can be basically a dev kit really you guys gonna make stuff nope nope no <laughs> you're not gonna make billions of dollars i don't maybe I don't turn my Xbox on to build my own game world. That's why. That's why I always knock Minecraft. That's why you don't play Minecraft. Exactly. I, I, I want someone Kodil. to do it for me. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, because in the past, you know, there was always a, a dev kit that you had to buy in order to be a developer, and you know, there were some pretty huge costs to all that. One thing that they're going to be changing with the Xbox One is that. Every single system can be a development kit, and it will not be available at launch. It's going to be added at a later date. So this is something that's you know pretty cool, and you know hopefully the costs aren't prohibitive to people, and you know we'll get tons and tons of titles, you know much better than or a much larger array of titles than what we have today. See, the, and that's now this kind of ties goes back the concern about. If every single Xbox gamer can make their own games and self-publish them, then I worry that we'll have just a bunch of garbage and, and kind of like what the yeah. Wii had with a bunch of the, you know, um, just garbage games that the Wii ended up. Anything that was like not first party just kind of was kind of junk, right? I don't, right, I don't, right. I don't want, I don't want. No offense, Rob, but I really don't want you making, you know, your own version of Doritos Dash of Destruction. Um, <laughs> And throwing a bunch of achievements on it, and see here, you know, if you and we talked about that too. What about those people? Those start. I know people just start putting stuff together. Buy my game for five bucks. Hit the A button. You're going to get a hundred achievement points, and then that's it. You know, is it, right. that's the stuff I don't want to see out there. That's why I hope there's quality control and checks and balances. Let's make sure they're real games. Let's make sure it's good stuff. You know, and that Xbox Live is known for a place to get good games and good quality. So, or at least what they would need to do is to make the good stuff rise to the top, and it's the stuff that you see. So you don't have to like search through, you know, hundreds or thousands of, you know, really poor grade titles. You would basically find the good stuff up on top. It's the stuff that would be easily found. And I don't have faith in that because have you have you used the Windows 8 storefront? Well, I couldn't get into it until the other day. So it's garbage, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the ugliest looking thing. It's like, you know, you look at first initial page. Okay, you get a few items and it looks nice, but you go into the game section and you just get a whole big screen full of these little tiny rectangles. And there's nothing to differentiate what is what. It, it's I don't know who designed it, but it's horrible. And that's not what we need to see in the next Xbox. And my concern is, you know, we already know this is partial Windows 8, and all that stuff is probably going to be fed from there. So um, our nice Xbox Live marketplace that we have now is probably going to go away and be replaced by that Windows 8 nightmare. So, ugh. Because I don't mind the big, what do they call them, live tiles? But that little 
by, you know, the, the huge, yeah, the huge rectangles with just a little bit of text. That, that is so awful. Yep. Yeah, I'm op- opening it now. Yeah, oh. it's very, very ugly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I tried to find something in there, Ron. <laughs> no. And, and I, I will say, if Rob did get to make his own Dash of Destruction, would he be able to beat it? No, I'd need Mark. Yeah, I'd actually play it for you'd him. You'd still have somebody else do it for you. <laughs> actually, it would be a, a blatant ripoff of uh, Deadly Vomit's uh, Candy Crusher 2014. <laughs> I don't think we can claim it now because that game exists. <laughs> you can't claim no, that's it. that's Candy it. Crush Saga, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Saga. All right. This is not Saga, although it'd probably get sued. Probably. <laughs> All right. So, anything else, Rob? Nope. All right. So, I'm going to run through this not too terribly large list, but I wanted to let you guys know that um, IGN recently has they've got a page where they got a list of Xbox One games, and they've updated it recently. There's some more stuff that has been confirmed. These are all confirmed games that are coming to Xbox One. Um, and I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna list the names so that you guys, as you're, you know, mainly what I want to do is go through this because there's a lot of stuff coming out at the end of the year. It's gonna be on both platforms, and if you're planning on getting Xbox One, I just want to make sure you're aware of the games that, you know, are gonna be. You know, you might be thinking, well, I'm gonna get Assassin's Creed. You might just be thinking, get a 360. But guess what? It is coming on Xbox One as well. So I just want to make you guys aware. So I'm gonna run through this list fairly quickly before before you start. There is one date in there that is particularly telling, possibly. Yes. And I thought it was very interesting. But, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, and that's what I said. But uh, you're talking about the fourth one down? Yes. Yes. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, uh, So first of all, Assassin's Creed 4, Battlefield 4, Below, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, which now this is, again... This is a list of games that is confirmed for Xbox One, and they have a release date listed as November 5th. Okay? Mm. But we do know the 360 version comes out that day as well. I would assume the Xbox One will ship that way. You know, whether the console's out or not, they're probably going to ship the game. So I still think the console's going to come out that day, you know, and I, I think that they. You know, they should make that announcement sooner rather than later so people can, ooh, I can get the new Call of Duty. I can get it on a brand new piece of hardware. You know, the game's just going to run even that much better. You know, I, I just, but anyway, so maybe, maybe the console's coming out because it says Call of Duty Ghosts is releasing that day. But we also know the 360 version's coming out that day. Um, the Crew, which is a game I'm looking forward to. Um, Crimson Dragon, D4. Dead Rising 3, Destiny, The Division, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dying Light, Elder Scrolls Online, Fantasia Music Evolved, FIFA Soccer 14, Forza Motorsport 5, Halo for Xbox One, Just Dance 2014, Killer Instinct, Connect Sports Rivals, Kingdom Hearts 3, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, Cycle. Madden 25, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, Minecraft, woo, yeah, uh, Mirror's Edge, NBA 2K14, NBA Live 14, Need for Speed Rivals, oh, and the best game ever, Peggle 2, can't wait, um, and Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, I'm going to get that for sure, 
Project Spark, Quantum Break, Rabbids Invasion, Rise, Son of Rome, Skylanders Swap Force, Star Wars Battlefront, which I thought was a really cool title to be listed here. This is confirmed coming to Xbox One. That's good news. Um, Sunset Overdrive, Thief, which I know um, one of Brun's favorite uh, games. Oh, yeah. Titanfall, Trials Fusion, EA Sports UFC, uh, Watch Dogs, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Wolfenstein, The New Order, Zoo Tycoon, and everybody's favorite, Zumba Fitness World Party. So there's there's quite a big list, and of course it's going to grow as, you know, um, more and more titles are announced, so that's that's always a good thing. But um, Star Wars Battlefront, I thought that was kind of cool, because my understanding is that's Battlefield only skinned in Star Wars, essentially, so that, that should be fun to play. So. You mentioned you were like uh, Plants vs. Zombies. You're excited about that. Have you seen the Plants vs. Zombies 2 review yet? No, I have not seen a review of it. All right. I've sent you a link to it. You'll have to watch it. Can't okay. wait for it. Okay. This is the same one, uh, The Garden Warfare? Uh, No, that that is something different. Okay. The, yeah, I'm talking Garden Warfare. Okay. Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. That's what's coming out on Xbox One. So, okay, that wraps up that list. All right. So with the new Xbox One, we're going to have a new Kinect. There's a lot of speculation as to how it's going to be used. We know that its capabilities are a lot more than the first-generation Kinect. It can do all sorts of fun stuff, like measure your – almost like measuring your mood, your – uh, hyped up and so forth. They say you can measure your pulse of sorts by variations in your skin, color, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Well, there's an article on IGN that kind of went into, you know, how the developers are using the Kinect for the next generation system. Basically, Microsoft's revealed a couple of tidbits on this because uh, the, the new one has... 10 times the f- power of the first generation connect which you know it's that that seems like an impressive number you know let's see kind of what it can do so they say it can register a fingertip from 3 meters away something that absolutely was not possible in the prior generation connect and it's got a much wider uh, field of a vision so it can register a lot more people at much closer distances. This is something that's going to be huge for a lot of people, particularly in my room that I had it in. The room just wasn't big enough. People had to stand uncomfortably close, and it was a fairly good-sized room. It was like, uh, I don't know, at least 10 by 12, if that. But, you know, once you factor in furniture and so forth, you're kind of shrunk down a little bit. Then uh, moving forward, there and with the game Connect Sports Rivals, uh, that's a game that is going to place a lot of emphasis on subtlety of movement. Uh, they say a hand or a gentle twist of the wrist, or a hard or gentle twist of the wrist, uh, while moving a jet ski will affect its acceleration. Which I mean, that that's pretty cool. I would imagine. What would that be like? Air jet skiing? Yeah. Or something like that. (laughs) 
And uh, a specific hand placement during rock climbing is actually going to be reflected on, on screen. Wow, that's, that's, that's pretty incredible. So they say the way that your champion will, uh, will actually be built in the game, however, that speaks it's the way your champion will actually be built in the game, however, that speaks of an upgrade the loudest. Rather than using your Xbox avatar, like in previous Kinect Sports titles, the Kinect is going to capture your facial structure, hair, skin color, body composition, and even expression, and build a remarkably accurate virtual athlete. Wow. You know, one thing... We're going to see a lot of fat athletes. <laughs> I was about to say, Mark, you, you always said that you could never get your avatar to represent you. Yeah, <laughs> I will not be able to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so basically it's going to be a much more personalized gaming experience. Uh, didn't they – I don't know if you guys remember this, but didn't they have something like when uh, Natal was being pushed, how in that one – uh, technology demo or whatever it was, the kid held up a skateboard and then it got digitized and put into the game. Do you guys yeah. remember that? Yep. Yep. Maybe yep. we'll finally have something like that. So they they further say in fighting games, players can map their buttons all over the controllers. So when playing ki- uh, Killer Instinct, uh, once you make a profile and set your preferred button configuration, Connect will instantly recognize when you're holding the controller and map the buttons accordingly, even when it's in the middle of a match. That's pretty cool. So uh, some really exciting new stuff coming out for the Connect. We'll find out in November. So we'll starting in November, absolutely what it can do. Yeah, we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, there was this was an interesting news piece because this next one, I've not seen or heard about this anywhere else other than a single source. Okay. So I tend not to believe it. Okay? But it's coming from Machinima. I guess they have a show called Inside Gaming Daily. And they're claiming that It's an anonymous source, but they're claiming that the source is pretty darn reliable. This source says that multiple prices for Xbox One, that we're going to see multiple SKUs in 2014. So supposedly what's coming out for $500 this year is the Day One Edition. Supposedly at some point in in, uh, 2014, Microsoft is going to add an additional version of the uh, Xbox One that has no Kinect that will be priced at $400. And then they're saying there's going to be another one yet that has no connect and a smaller hard drive, and they're guessing the price will be about $350 so that they can undersell Sony, the PlayStation 4. So that way there will be an Xbox One that costs less than the PlayStation 4. Again, rumor. This is all rumor. I have not seen this anywhere else. Uh, I don't know if you guys have run across this story somewhere else, but the, you know, I saw it one place, and you know, so. But I, I, I thought it was interesting, and, and I don't necessarily want to, you know, being that it's a rumor. I'm curious as to your guys' thoughts because we had we had a split console 
base with the original 360 when they released the Core and the Pro. One had a hard drive, one didn't. It caused problems for the developers because they never knew what was going to be there. So when we were originally told that here's the console, there's one one version coming out, everybody gets a Connect. I liked that every Xbox that was going out is going to be the same and the developers will know it's there. But with the difference of if they if they made one that didn't have a Connect, which seems kind of odd because they said Connect would be re- is required on the new one, which is something I didn't like as I mine's unplugged because yeah, you know too, too many times it it'll go off and do things when I don't want it to in the middle of a game I I can't even talk with people in a party because. I'll say something, and it'll all of a sudden think I'm telling it a command. Like Dead Space 3, I had that problem a lot. It would keep pulling up, like, the map or something, or, or showing stop, and my guy would, like, show a waypoint. I'm not asking for the waypoint, you know? I'm talking to someone in my party. So I have mine unplugged just because of that. So, you know, so in Microsoft said it's going to be required now, so I don't see how they could make one that doesn't have one unless they're going to reverse that requirement. But... <laughs> Uh, At least now games can come out that, you know, says better with Connect so that all the developers can write for Connect and it doesn't have to be there and it doesn't affect the game, you know? But what do you guys think about possible different SKUs? Say a year from now, Bron, because I, I know Rob and I bought, we've got our pre orders in. Mm-hmm. Bron, you don't have one in, right? And you're not, you're still on the fence about what you're going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for basically both companies to deliver on the promises. That they've made because a lot of the promises out there aren't day one promises. It's like, oh, right. we are going to do this, just not on day one. <laughs> year five, so, we'll have this. Um, yeah, so exactly. But say, yeah. say this time next year, say next summer, you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I got a nice fat bonus, and I, I'm, you know, I'm tired of Rob and Mark being on Xbox One, and you know what? I want an Xbox One. It's so lonely on that 360. Does having the three different versions, do you think that's a good thing as a consumer? Do you think it's a good thing across the board for Microsoft and gamers? Or, you know, what do you think of this? Let's say we're going to pretend that it's true and this happens. Um, Which one would you buy, I guess, would be my question. Which one would you want? Uh I'd probably go with the one that has everything in it. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's that's I don't know. That's a hard one because honestly, I'm I'm kind of stuck where seeing that it is a rumor. And you're right; they've said so much about the Connect being integrated and such a big part of the Xbox One. You know that that it's that's why it's always going to be connected and they've already reversed on all the other stuff that everybody didn't like <laughs> right <laughs> and even though even though they did all that there's still people that I know they said well it's really nice that they went and reversed all that stuff but I still don't like the idea of having connect watching and listening me listening to me all the time so that's why I'm getting a PS4 so it's just like if they would have reversed that they would have came out and reversed a no connect version and said $400 and they would have done that a long time ago because they would have sold probably so much more, you know, for those people that are on the fence, either with price or the connect piece of it, they would have bought it, you know, back then. So, um, but I'd still say if I had to, you know, when I do buy one, it would be the one that has everything with it. You know, I'm not going to miss out on a game because it's like, Oh, this requires connect or, 
you know, this, you know, the smaller hard drive one really throws me off because they've already said that they're going to allow USB hard drives and things like that. So it's like, what smart, you know, everything has to be installed. So, but yeah, I'd still, I'd still go with the bigger one, but I think it's a bad idea to have more than one SKU anyways. What do you think, Rob? Hmm. You know, this is something that is to be expected because it's the situation that we have now, multiple SKUs on all platforms, essentially, except the Wii. I don't think the Wii had multiple SKUs, but the other systems did. You know, it gives people a price point. I'm really surprised uh, about the No Connect. That one doesn't seem right, like you guys had said. But I can definitely see there being at least kind of like a minimalistic connect uh, connect version of the Xbox One, and then you know uh, what do you call them? Like limited editions, just like what we have now. You know, special skins, possibly, and ones that have extras thrown in. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it doesn't make sense to me because I can see taking a Connect out to compete and have a box that's identical, if you will, to the PlayStation 4 in price and with no camera. Okay, I can see that, but then that goes against what they said about Connect required. Okay, they already kind of said that that's just not an option, the way the whole thing's built. But again, they reversed every other thing they've done. Right. So, um, and then the last one again, and so I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. And then the last one, a smaller hard drive. You're requiring, we're going to Blu-ray games, you're going to require installation of every game. Why would I want a smaller hard drive? You know, I, I'm, I wish these had bigger drives to begin with. I wish these would have come out with a terabyte drive in them, for crying out loud. But, um, you know, I, I think 500 gig is going to be really small when we have to install all these games. So... I'm not sure that that's really a good deal either. So I don't know. It's all rumor. We'll let you know if, when we hear anything. Um, and I'll start to believe this if I see it pop up on other news sources. So, right. But right. Um, and and the Wii U does have multiple SKUs. It has the SKU where games aren't developed for it, and I heard they're going to make a new SKU where games are going to be developed for it later in the year. <laughs> Zing. Yes. They they do have actually the Wii U does have multiple SKUs because there's well I was talking about the original Wii oh the Wii yeah no I don't think oh. that did yeah but the Wii U does because there's what there's one doesn't one come without the game tablet no I have no idea I was and just then one does that no games exist for it <laughs> <laughs> there's games out there come on there's Zombie U right I don't think there's a lot of games for the the device but there are games out there. <laughs> See now yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get the Nintendo people sending us hate mail, Rob. No, we'll be sending it to you. <laughs> Everybody always directs their hate towards you. I know. That's okay. I'm such a lovable person. So. Yeah. All right. So what's next? I know you guys are. We're about. Braun's gonna turn into a pumpkin here in a few minutes. So yeah, <laughs> we need to we need to push through the rest of this um, stuff pretty quickly. All right, Major Nelson had a, a panel over at Comic-Con where they discussed the future of the Xbox. There was a pretty good write-up on it in IGN, and it goes something like this. Uh, Ken Lobb, creative director at Microsoft, has been trying to revive Killer Instinct for years. Rather than go into tons of detail about the game itself, Ken showed highlights 
from Evo, the recent fighting name tournament in Las uh, uh, game tournament in Las Vegas. At Evo, Ken used Project Upload to record a match where the developers broke a fan's hundred plus winning streak through some of the game's new combo breakers. The match highlights were used as sort of a demo of the Xbox One's new video recording feature which automatically records and stores locally the last five minutes of every game that you play. Whether something cool happens, you simply whenever something cool happens, you simply say Xbox Record, and it saves the last 30 seconds of gameplay for upload and sharing. This is uh, sort of like live record on some of the DVRs. Yeah. Or the buffering, depending on which uh, DVR you have. More impressively, the controllers automatically recognize who is holding the controller through the camera in the Kinect. When the controller is passed from player to player, the games automatically load individual controller profiles for that player. Now, passing controllers around during a game won't require you to back out to the options menu and change uh, features such as the look inversion. Then Dan Greenewalt, the creative director of Turn 10, which makes Forza, talked about more of the haptic and rumble motors in the controller. The individual rumble in the triggers are being used to provide feedback on tire performance, so players will even have more awareness of grip and braking. And that, while that's impressive, the video showed a prog course in 1080p and 60 frames per second, and that was even more amazing. Keeping on the theme of graphics, Josh Bridge showed off a highlight reel of the insanity of uh, Dead Rise, Rising 3. The sequel will offer more zombies than ever before, a larger world, and no loading times. And that's really big news. But Josh also took time to highlight with a slideshow some of the added details from physics-driven glass shards to biographically appropriate innards when you dismember zombies with your lightsaber. Uh, we've also covered, yeah. Okay, we've <laughs> already uh, cool. c- covered some of the smart glass integration in Microsoft's Rise, but producer Justin Roby was on hand to discuss how smart glass can display where your friends are in each of their games, and can help you prep multiplayer sessions without having to load a game first. So if you're playing Rise, you can invite a bunch of your friends to play Dead uh, a Dead Rising match, and you'll be notified in Rise when all players are ready. Nick Burton? Whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, okay. I see a problem with that. I see, okay, so I'm playing Call of Duty Ghosts, and I'm like, hey, Rob and Brun are on. Okay, so I send them a match. I say, all right, guys, let's play Dead Rising 3. So it's going to alert you when everyone's ready. Well, what if everyone's just sitting there playing their own game? Then you won't get alerted. Waiting for everybody else to get ready. No (laughs) alert for you. see how that's going to work. You'll never get to play it. Unless it's like, okay, I guess they've it, accepted it. or I guess it relies on people saying, okay, I'm ready, <laughs> and then they're kind of waiting. I don't know. It just seems like, yeah. It, we'll it, find out in November. I guess we will. It'll be interesting to see how that feature works. Yes. <laughs> so Nick Burton, lead of new technology at Rare, introduced the topic of Connect and how the fidelity had not been quite there in previous in the previous generation Connect. It could track about 20 points in the body, while the new Xbox One generation Connect 
has about 10 times the resolution. And it can even read the folds in your face and discriminate among your fingers even at 3 meters. Hand positions can now be read for better fidelity in bowling and rock climbing games. The team have created a target shooting game that uses your hand and eye positions in place of an actual light gun. That's pretty cool. As amazing as that is, Nick had even more surprises. He showed a Kinect-produced mask of his own face that can be mapped to in-game models. Rather than the gamer pick versions of yourself in games like Rainbow Six, you can now import your own face geometry and even your BMI into character models in the games. Oh, yeah. The whole game <laughs> also tracks your face during gameplay and will reproduce your real-life facial expressions in the in-game models. All these features are so-called system-level features and will be available to any game that chooses to own them. That is pretty cool. So my in-game avatar in Call of Duty Ghost is going to be running around with an angry scowl <laughs> going, yes. hackers, hackers. He's going to see <laughs> Cheat, booster, hacker. <laughs> uh, other people are going to be like, my sniper rifle loads too slow now. <laughs> see, I don't like that with the BMI because... This is, I'm just going to be some big fat guy out there in the middle of a Call of Duty game. I'm going to be an easier target. I was about to say. I'm like, that's not fair, man. <laughs> Why is everybody always to... killing Mark? Because <laughs> he's a big fat target. <laughs> Connect's going to tell me, sorry, bro, I'm only one person at a time in front of the TV. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> if, my, if my Xbox ever tells me that, dude, it's getting thrown out the window. <laughs> uh, yeah, suing Microsoft. <laughs> Then I might then I might have to go buy PlayStation Four. <laughs> then I'll be like, I've always liked Sony. <laughs> uh, so, but that that's kind of an interesting thought. If if it takes your real body physics into the game, does that make me a larger target in a game like Call of Duty or Battlefield? No, I mean. You know, my character's going to be bigger. That gives them a bigger target to shoot at. Mm. Yeah, it's... You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, where it alters it. Yeah, I I doubt it. The the one thing about BMI is, you know, like, my BMI was up so high, and, you know, after running and stuff over the last year, you know, I dropped 50 pounds. But here I am working with a guy who runs like 12 miles every morning, and he's he's huge. Like he's nothing but muscle, and he's morbidly obese based on his BMI. So it's like <laughs> it's really awkward. Like you know, his character has high BMI. Well, he's not going to be running around as a big circle on the screen because his BMI is high because he's nothing but freaking you know muscle and stuff like that. So. Well, I would imagine you would need to input your weight. To- to get the BMI, right? So you just drop your weight down. Yeah. Yeah. It can get your Remember, size. the camera adds 10 play. pounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so when you all see me in Call of Duty, just remember, I'm 10 pounds lighter than what you see. <laughs> so, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Was that it for the future of Xbox, Rob? Yes, sir. I think there was some cool stuff mentioned in there, and I look forward to, I think yeah, some oh, of that yeah. stuff's cool, but... Um, Brian, you want to run through the battlefield battle log changes? 
Uh, sure. I was trying to catch up on that uh, that video uh, for a second time to get the full rundown because when I watched it last, I was was kind of following and not following. So Battle Log, everybody who's played Battlefield is hopefully familiar with Battle Log um, on the console and also it's on the phone. You can read your stats and see how your assignments are doing and stuff like that. Now Battlefield Four's Battle Log, they're just they're adding more into it. So it's going to incorporate PCs, consoles, tablets, and even smartphones. Um, some of the cool things, there's things that I like and things that I don't like. It, it's really interesting, like using a tablet as a second screen, kind of like a mini-map, um, is okay, I guess, when it comes to like commander mode, or maybe you're you're running a squad, so you're hitting it you know, to show where you want people to go and set waypoints. It's kind of what they were showing in that video and what you can do. Not like changing your loadouts and things like that. Like I can do that now um, on my phone or, you know, on my, um, on my computer, but that just kind of, I don't know when that actually takes, you know, goes into the system. Like you save it and I don't know if you have to wait till after the round or whatever, but when they're showing this here, they're showing it like, you're changing up your stuff, and then once you hit it, the next time you respawn, it's going to be all changed and ready to go for you. And I thought they already did that, or maybe that's it doesn't work to that full, you know, to that level in the current battle log. But um, some of the other things are like you know changing servers uh, via the browser on your mobile device. Um, I'm not these things are kind of all little flashy, you know. You see these flashes of this stuff going on when somebody's talking about it but one of the thing i thought was interesting is they were talking about oh you want to see if you're the best battlefield player of your friends or you want to see if you're the best battlefield player in ohio or the u.s or this or that they're going to have this like geo leaderboard um and i think they're even knocking it down like you guys have seen the video they're knocking it down to even like if you're the best tank driver in battlefield in your area and and like knocking it down to like that type of level so not only are you going to be doing things probably like assignments and missions um you're going to be doing things where you're going to be competing like oh you know i was the best tank driver in ohio this person jumped on top of me well guess what i need to go hit a big map and hop in tanks all day long and do that type of stuff but it seems interesting. It's neat how they're going to do it. I'm I'm wondering how much people are going to take part in it. I like the uh, missions though with your friends. I thought that was yes. kind of neat. Yeah, that is similar to the challenges. Like, oh, I went and you know, I did this. You know, come beat me. It's it's kind of what you would see in um, Hitman, like, like a Need for Speed type of thing, right? Yeah, like the auto log. Yeah. Is that what yeah, they Hit, Hitman's a good is a good thing. That's more like a try to perform the same task that I right in, in the same way. Where this here is like, oh, I I went twenty and zero in a tank. Yeah, you know, what do yeah. you want to do about that? <laughs> you know, exactly. Thing, so. But you're competing against just your friends on friends. those. Yeah, and for for those types of things, you're probably going to want to take people like Soul Assassin off your friends list, <laughs> so so that you have a chance to 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 own some of those. <laughs> I, I always love when I pass him in something. Yep. You know, like I, I think it was Need for Speed where I'd pass him, and I swear it'd be like the next day. Yep, he, he'd be right back. I'm like, he 
even though he hasn't played the game in three months, he got a notification somehow that I topped him on something, and he put the game back in just to beat me. Yep, (laughs) and that's what these missions, they can alert you to your phone, I guess, and, you know, hey, you just had this beat. Okay, let's launch the game, so, yeah. yeah. I was playing with with him today on the PC, because I was like, hey, I haven't played on the PC in a while, you know, want to hop in here with me? And I was like, don't get me wrong, I really stink compared to what I did in 360, because I haven't played this in months on the PC. Yeah, two rounds. He's the best. He he's went thirty nine and zero. Wow. <laughs> I did help him with that though by keeping him alive. But he goes thirty nine and zero. And in the, in the match before that, he was like on top of on our team. I'm like, I I really dislike you right now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I haven't played this in months. I'm number one. You know, it's just like, jeez. <laughs> it feels good. The, this weekend, last night, Dirty Bite and I played. I mean, we played a lot, many hours last night. And there were so many rounds that him that we finished with him and I in the one and two place. Nice. It, it was so cool. It was just. It's just. I'm like that is awesome. <laughs> it's so rewarding. Yeah, my my favorite thing in Battlefield, no matter where I play or what I do, is getting the Ace Squad. That's my favorite. My favorite <laughs> medal because it's it's not just me. It's everybody, and it's me and three other people were the best people together. In the entire game, both teams, A squad. I yeah. love getting the A squad ribbon. It's my it's it's my favorite. So cool. That's all. All right. So um, we'll move along here. Um, go ahead, Rob. All right. Uh, you know so what? Maybe we should skip this. Is this a long one? Because I know you guys I can, are. I can condense it. Okay. Because I know you guys got to get going, and uh, uh, so I want to be meaningful the time. All right. I can condense this real quick. Now, one thing that has been uh, going on quite a bit over the past couple of years is Sony and Microsoft have been fighting over, you know, third-party um, developers and their intellectual property, trying to get games, you know, built for one particular system and not another. That's what we're used to. Well, supposedly this is now going on in the indie game space as well, where the Microsoft and Sony are trying to lure indie developers to make games for their systems. This is something that has really blossomed in the Android and iOS market space, where small indie developers have come up with some really fantastic games. Well, not necessarily just fantastic, but ones that sell a lot, like Angry Birds. Whoa, who said that? (laughs) But... This is something that they can't really ignore because if you're going to make a platform that's going to, like what we had just talked about today, where the Xbox One is going to have a development system in every house, essentially, that has an Xbox One, technically everybody could potentially make games, you know, good and bad, of course, but for every couple hundred of, uh, let's say, okay ones, there's going to be one fantastic one at least. And they want those titles. So it's just interesting how the next generation systems are really poised to change gaming kind of as we know it, where you're not going to be limited to just having titles from the big companies like EA and Activision and who knows who else? The the little guys are going to be there, and they matter. 
and they matter, that's that's going to be a fantastic change. So uh, so start start getting ready to code, everybody. Remember, if you know how to code for Windows 8, you know how to code for Xbox One. There you go, Brian. There you go. <laughs> Guess Brian's going to have to get an Xbox One. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to run through this thing real quick. I, this, it's not Xbox related, but I found this thing. I found this really, really cool. I even read this to my wife and we were just like, I couldn't believe some of those numbers. But what this is, is there was, um, an, an infographic that was made, um, by this company and I guess had done some, uh, statistics here. And, uh, you know, we can, we all do things on the internet and, uh, most of these sites that, and things that I'm going to talk about real quick, are you guys probably we probably all done most of these so i just thought some of these stats were really cool so i'm just going to start here 14 new songs are added every 60 seconds to spotify there's 70 new register okay so everything i'm saying is it happens every minute um unless i specify so all these stats are what happens in 60 seconds so on spotify 14 new songs are added there's 70 new domains registered there's 15,000 tracks downloaded from iTunes. There's 347 new blog posts uh, on WordPress sites. Um, there's 571 new websites created every minute. <laughs> 17,000 transactions a minute on Walmart.com. Uh, 20,000 new Tumblr video or photos are added. 204 million emails are sent. 3,600 Instagram photos, are, and that's every second. There's 3,600 every second. Um, Pinterest has 11,000 active users every minute. LinkedIn, there's 11,000 professional searches. Amazon does $83,000 in sales every minute. I mean, that just blew my mind. That's crazy right there. And those, those things are rolling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to pay a lot of shipping on everything, and I still never figured that out. How can they can beat prices of our regular stores and 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 then still have to pay shipping, you know, on top of it? Because like I I get free shipping, so and I definitely use more than my my uh, Prime in shipping every year. So, but anyways, um, Snapchat there's 104,000 photos shared every minute. Twitter 278,000 tweets. 20 million photo views on Flickr. Uh, there's 1.4 million minutes connecting with each other on Skype. I, I didn't really understand that one. I, I think I'm assuming it's 1.4 million people connecting on Skype every minute. Um, that's, I think that's how it is. This one here, the one you're about to read, is the <laughs> one that blows my mind. Okay, Facebook. There's a couple different things. 41,000 posts every second. You know, 40,000 of those are um, game-related to Farmville. <laughs> uh, there's 1.8 million likes uh, per uh, every minute on Facebook. And this is the one. 350 gigs of data. And now my now all they say was this. So I'm assuming that's 350 gigs of data is uploaded to Facebook every minute. And so, this is information... You can never take out That's right. Facebook. Yeah. Here, here's another very interesting one. YouTube, 
72 hours of video are uploaded every 60 seconds. Wow, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. And then the last one, Google, they do 2 million searches a minute are done on Google. Wow. So, I mean, I know it's not structure related, but you know what? All of us, our listeners, are technology people. So I just found this fascinating. Some of these just blew my mind. The Facebook, the Amazon, um, just, you know, those were those were the two that really stuck out the most. Um, and I thought it was interesting. So pretty interesting stuff. It's crazy. We're all connected yeah. world. We are a connected world. Yep. I would have liked to see some kind of Xbox Live data. I really would have loved to see, like, how many games are bought every minute or how many connectors, you know, how many connections or party chats or whatever is going on. Yeah. So, but anyways, moving on. Moving on. Right Rob's, on Rob's favorite topic. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yes. So there's a, a new Monopoly game. Is you know, we need another new Monopoly game. With the 10 billion other ones out there. So, you know, if you don't have enough fun with your Monopoly Dogs, Monopoly New York, Monopoly Chicago, Monopoly baseball team, whatever, you can now get Monopoly Empire. And by the way, this is n- something we will never cover on this board game life. Monopoly's but why, but why are we covering it on this Xbox Live? Because That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> so Monopoly Empire talks about the most recognizable brands out there, of which Xbox is one of them, along with the likes of Coca-Cola, McDonald's, I believe uh, Suzuki, Corvette, and, and, and the bunch. So you can actually play this game with an Xbox controller. They have a, a number of controllers that they've got depicted on the uh, Hasbro site. Uh, there's a Xbox controller. Fantastic. Yeah, that's oh, the only one wonderful. I need. All right, there's a McDonald's uh, French fries container with French fries uh, that are perfectly inserted into the container that you'll never see in real life. <laughs> Then what is that? A Suzuki? Uh, that's got to be like some kind of motorcycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whatever brand that is, I, I'm just assuming it's a Suzuki. Uh, Coca-Cola bottle looks like a Chevrolet Corvette, and then I'm not sure what that other one is. That's par- like I think it's par- like a Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. yeah it's Paramount. Oh, with one of those, what do they call them? Slappers or something? Slapboard. Yeah. Take five. Click. Click. Yeah. yeah. So you can uh, have some fun, maybe, with Monopoly Empire. The best part is uh, the Xbox controller. And, you know, I noticed that this is what I thought was cool on the board, or I mean on the box art for the game. Xbox uh-huh. is very, I mean, it's it's, it's not up a varied. It's up front with Coke, EA, Samsung, McDonald's. But, I mean, the Xbox and Coke are the biggest emblems on the box and they're equal i mean coke is huge so i thought that was cool and sony doesn't exist on here neither does nintendo who who exactly but i did want to throw out a, a big prop for intel's on there baby that's yeah, right intel intel's there under armor paramount nestle samsung ea so there's interesting quite a few yep so all right moving on 
Mark. Oh, it's me. You're uh, up. Okay, You're up, real, real quick. Connect Sports Rival is delayed past launch on Xbox One, so it will, the Connect Sports Rival game will not be a launch title. Next. <laughs> All right. The Xbox One controller is now available for pre-order at the Microsoft Store for $60 U.S. Uh, they're also offering the controller with a play-and-charge kit for $75. Uh, the kit's priced 25 on its own. Also, there's a wired headset available for $25 also. 25 bucks for a wired headset. Yes. That's just yep. crazy. It looks neat. <laughs> so, you, so for 100 bucks, you can get a, a sec, another controller, charge kit, and a headset. Mm. Yeah. See... I, I added up my other day. I sat down when I saw this story, and I added up because I'm like, what am I going to do about a controller? I don't I don't want to use Connect. I like having that conversation being private. My kids walk by. I, you know, it's bad enough me making sure I'm watching my language. I don't need other people. You know, there's people that say stuff I would not say, and I don't like it coming through my TV. You know, I like the the you know the conversation and the voice just going through my headset. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Because the headset I use right now, I can't use. None of them can I use. And I'm like, do I? I've already got 850 bucks set on pre. I added it up. It's 850 dollars. I'm spending to pre-order the console, four games, and an extra controller. Now it's another 25 dollars for a headset. So I'm like, maybe I should just. If I'm going to spend 25 dollars, maybe I should spend more to buy an actual real like Astros or Turtle Beaches or something. There you go. I mean, I, the $25 seems ridiculous for just that chintzy little plastic headset. Cause that, well, we don't know what it is yet, though. They're no, they're no better than what we got now. <laughs> We've seen pictures of it. You can see pictures of it on Microsoft Store yeah. and on Amazon. It's just a chintzy headset. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's worth 25 bucks. <laughs> Well, hopefully, Turtle Beach and all the rest will come out with really nice ones for fifty bucks. What I'm hoping is there's talk about them coming out yeah, with adapters. So I'm like, maybe yeah. with an adapter, but then maybe we can find a good deal on a 360 branded one. Maybe they'll start to get rid of those when we get a really good deal on one of those. <laughs> that would be nice. So an adapter would be cool because technically all you need is input and output. What like? couple channels of output and then uh, input for the microphone and you're done. Yeah, I mean, the headset looks, I mean, you can look at it. I'm looking at it on the store, Microsoft yeah. store right now. It looks the same as uh, very similar to what they put in the box right now for free. So why would they need to charge $25 for that? It's just, it just seems crazy, you know, but anyways. Yeah. So I, right. I, what I, on this one, I, we could get the community to sound off on Facebook I'll post a story in there. I'll post a question tonight. You know, what what should people do who don't have a set of Astros or Turtle Beaches that maybe an adapter will work? What what I want to know what other people are going to do. They're going to do the $25 or are they going to invest in some good headsets or just go and, and use Connect? So I will post that question right now and please go out to the Facebook and uh, and sound off. I'm curious what you guys think. So. Okay. Cool. Last story, Brian. Oh, no. Nah. Or you did this one already. Yeah, we did that one. Oh, you covered it. Yeah. All righty. 
All right, well, Joe, then that wraps it up, so I can let these guys get out of here. They're, they're fast pumpkin time. So um, join us on our Facebook group, This Xbox Life. Email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. We are on Twitter, and you can use the voicemail app on our website if you want to get your voice in the in the, a question or comment in the show. Um, this week's uh, releases on July 31st, there's Cloudberry Kingdom is coming um, you, as you jump and dodge your way through billions of levels on a last-ditch mission to conquer infinity. Uh, Xbox Live Arcade title, it looks like. So uh, no other games uh, scheduled for this week. But and this thing, whatever it is, it got an 8.5 review on GameSpot. Huh. Wow. Bam! Well, there you go. So did you guys have anything, any last comments? Uh, I, I did want to add one thing. Uh, don't forget, later on this week, on Thursday, I believe, we got the next game that's going to be free. Make sure to get it. Do you know what it is yet? I don't remember. Didn't they announce it? I uh, they we still, haven't seen, we still haven't seen Halo 3 yet. Yeah. But they said Assassin's Creed and Halo 3 were going to be the first two games, and we've seen right, right. three games already and still haven't seen Halo. So, you know, we've seen Fable well, Defense Grid then Assassin's Creed, so maybe Halo 3's next week. Maybe, maybe. But that is on Thursday, right? I think that's the first. Yes. Yes, yes on Thursday, so don't forget to get that. Just another game. I'm being rewarded with another game that I already have. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, okay. Sure. All right. So thanks again for listening and uh, supporting us and in the community. Please rate us five stars on iTunes if you would. And uh, with that, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week. And I'm um, Brun, BJSwick33. I'll catch you next time I'm on.